Hi everyone, I'm Daisy. I'm Angela. And welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions, where we give our opinions that are completely unauthorized. Unauthorized opinions that nobody asked for. You think we would stop, but we're just gonna add more. So sit back, relax, and listen to unauthorized opinions from us to you. Today, we are going to be talking about contemporary Christian music. Super hot topic at this point Mm -hmm. in time, and something that is close to both of our hearts. Angela and I um, are both worship people, or were both worship people. If you were here for our last conversation, you'll know that we're not doing that anymore um, currently. (laughs) But we both used to do it. We've done it together a few times, not at church, but at camp. Mm -hmm. Um, Done it separately we've done it separately yes i was a worship leader at my home church and usually just sing but sometimes piano sometimes guitar if they're really desperate but mm-hmm. yeah how about you i've led um worship at the church that i used to go to in various capacities as well um sometimes in different languages um sometimes for youth band and just more recently i was quite involved with the worship team um at Power to Change, which is a campus ministry at my university. So yeah, I've done lots of worship in different capacities as well. Cool. So today we're going to talk about a few songs. Um, Basically, Mm -hmm. whatever comes up, we're just going to talk about it. But we're going to start by looking at the top worship songs of 2020. And 2020 is not over, but... um, we're just gonna look at the top worship songs so far i don't do think it. i don't think there's gonna be another big one um before the year is over so um if you're listening to us today and you go to a church you will probably recognize these songs because churches mm-hmm. can't stop playing them <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the top four because i think those are like the really big ones Um, And our number four today is King of Kings by Hillsong Worship. Um, Are you familiar with this song, Angela? (laughs) I am familiar with this song. I actually have to say I do really like this song. Mm -hmm, For a while, yeah, you like it too. It was definitely one of my worship songs that was on repeat. I think I heard an acapella cover of it on Facebook by... Um, a university group in the states and they did a wonderful job on it and I think this song is really nice not only do I like the lyrics but I think there's lots of good like opportunities for harmony and incorporation of different instruments yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree I love the melody of this song I think it's very beautiful yeah um and it is quite uh sort of easter centered gospel centered so it's you know all about jesus it's very focused um and it just has a lot of these like very traditional taglines that Mm -hmm. are you'd find in a lot of other songs which i think is a safe thing for them to do i think it's always a little bit risque to kind of invent your own phrases and different ways of saying things that you know some some denominations some people might look at and be like this is not biblical so I like that it's simple, but it's not like horribly repetitive. You know, I think the melody yes. really works with itself. Yeah, so. that's one of my favorite parts of it too. Although the melody is simple, I think the content is very good. Mm-hmm. Like there's actually substance in the lyrics. And I think that's, 
at least for me, what I really like to look for in a worship song. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and the simple melody, I think, is really important for when you're doing congregational worship because yeah. when you introduce new songs, people cannot keep up if the song mm-hmm. is super complicated and all over the place. And I like how the chorus for this song is really simple and it's just words that we say all the time. Yeah, it's good to sing for sure and people can catch on easily even if they don't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, Hillsong has been a little bit controversial lately. Um, a lot of churches are denouncing them and refusing to sing their songs. I don't, I don't know if it's just churches I know or a lot of churches, but <laughs> it's becoming a bigger thing. So I think yeah. it's a thing that has been relevant for I think a number of years now, but only recently like seeing the light and yeah well i think recently a lot of people have become more cognizant Mm -hmm. um maybe of you know like the content they're consuming or promoting with regard to um like within the church or within worship and all of these things Mm -hmm. Um, yes and a lot of like films and articles have been coming up recently as well about this yeah for sure and i think those things are all important to think about um but I think if we just look at this song in itself, um, like just the song, I don't really have any problems with it. I think it's good. Um, if you're listening here today and you do have problems with it, let us know what you think. Um, let us know if there's any theological errors you can spot or things that could be better. We think it's a great song, but yeah. everyone's entitled to their own unauthorized opinion. Yep. We think it's fine, though, so yeah. Daisy and Angela approved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so the song in number three is Graves Into Gardens, which is by Elevation Worship. Mm-hmm. So I, this is a funny story. I heard this song the first time in a church live stream, and I didn't really care for it. It was actually on Easter. I should have been paying more okay. attention. But it was early morning, and I was just kind so of like. So when was this? On uh, Easter last year? Yeah, this year, okay. Easter. This so year. April? May? When's Easter? April. April, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I heard it then, and I didn't really care for it, because I think it is, like, if you compare it to King of Kings, it is a little bit. There's more stuff going on. Um, so there's more verses, more melody. Um, so I was just kind of like, whatever. I didn't think the bridge was very catchy, but then... Um, a few weeks later, I actually heard a cover of it, and <laughs> this is really funny. I don't know if you have heard of the Worshiken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the chicken that does worship. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it. If it's... you guys haven't seen or heard it, you should check it out. You should Definitely check it out. The they are, yeah. you know, I think the best worship band of <laughs> of our era. So, yeah, so I heard um, his, it's a, it's a guy, chicken, his cover of it. <laughs> It's a guy chicken? <laughs> yes. His cover of it, of Graves Into Gardens. And I don't know why, because, you know, he, like, doesn't even sing the words. But I just became so obsessed with it after I watched his video. <laughs> and I just began to really like this song. And so I sang it for worship that summer um, once, just once. Okay. Um, but it was it was exciting. I think that was a good worship set for me. So I was really happy with that. And... Uh, it's interesting it was on zoom and someone from my congregation actually messaged me on the zoom so it was like a private message on zoom after i sang and they were asking me what like one of the lyrics meant 
mm-hmm. um, the one that goes in the bridge. You turn seas into highways. So I think mm. that whole verse kind of, they allude to different parts of the Bible. Um, yeah. And so I was thinking the seas into highways part was like the the Red Sea. Yeah. So Moses parting the Red Sea. And I didn't even think about it before um, they had asked me this question because I don't know, I just don't contemplate on lyrics that much. Usually I'm just like, this is a good song. Would this sound good in worship? Let's do it, which is bad. You should really look at the words because they can be bad, but I think these ones are pretty good. Mm. Thanks for sharing of how you got your pat, you kickstarted your passion and love for that song. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my story is a little bit different of how I became familiar to it. But I think the first time that I actually heard this song was on one of my friend's Instagram stories and it was mm. the bridge that was included. Um, and and then after that, I saw it like successively, successively is not a word. <laughs> I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but I saw it multiple times within like a short period on several people's Instagram stories. So mm. I actually, I was at work that day um, and I decided to look it up online and then I listened to the full song and I honestly don't really know how I feel about this song. I've never led it before in worship, but I feel like it's very classic elevation. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you agree? Yes. Yeah. It, it quite reminds me of um, this other, like, it's all about what God can do, which I think is great. Um, and and I, I think that the bridge of it is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I love a good bridge. So <laughs> I think. Me too. Yeah. I think my verdict on this song is that I do like it quite a lot, um, but I don't know if I would I would ever choose to lead it mm-hmm. like or choose to sing it in front of a congregation, and that's just my personal opinion on it. Cool. Yeah, I think like for a while I really liked it. I was listening to it on repeat, and then kind of just move on after that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it wasn't like sung into oblivion, or maybe it was okay. at other churches but it was not at my church I was the only person who sang this song that summer um but I know that some people have been hearing this song everywhere and they can no longer stand it so Mm. that's valid as well but I like the lyrics I think they're creative but not blasphemous which I really Mm. appreciate like there's (laughs) yeah there's a lot of beauty in the words and it's just like very artistic I love how it it is um it's like a gospel centered, but it also kind of refers to other parts of the Bible. And it, it mm-hmm. kind of shows how mm, different Bible stories, different parts of scripture all kind of do point to the gospel, which is pretty cool. So that's number three. And then number two is uh, The Blessing by... Oh, a big one. Yeah. Um, Cody Carnes, Elevation Worship. Who sang this song first? Both of I'm them? Not- I'm not actually sure, but the version that I know, I've always known it to be Cody Karn. Yeah, that's what I was Carrie thinking. Job. Cody Karn's and Carrie Joe, but also Elevation Worship. Maybe Elevation just covered it. Do they do covers? They or- do, but I think they might have the all three of them did it together. But oh, cool. I feel like Cody Karn's wrote this song, I think. Yeah, it does. I feel like it seems on brand for him. Do you know many of his other songs? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I think he's become a little bit more popular recently. 
haven't yeah. heard much from him in, in the past. It's true. I hadn't heard of him until probably the beginning of this year. Yeah, me too. Yes, I don't know but... how long he's been around for, but he's very is he very young? He seems young. He seems he seems a little bit unorthodox. I think some of this stuff he writes, not the blessing, the blessing is not unorthodox, but he is thirty one, so not that young. <laughs> so he's been around for thirty one years, but he just hasn't been around no. in the public eye until recent years. Oh, him and Carrie Joe were married. What? <laughs> wow, guys, this is the biggest reveal of the night. How oh, so they're a couple. They're a I couple. had no idea. That's crazy. That is it, because Carrie Job has been around for a long around. time. She's been around, around, as in <laughs> around in the Christian music circles yeah. for a while. Yeah, she's very good. Um, yeah. But I that's like that's cool um for them congratulations good for them congratulations <laughs> cody and carrie if you're listening we want to <laughs> send out just our heartfelt wishes toward you guys as a married couple they've probably been married long though they so probably have but this then, is not coming but then it's interesting time. that he's kind of making his like success now his debut yes and i'm sure think he... she was the one who propelled him into success um i don't know it says that Cody Carnes is in a bigger group, but maybe he recently went solo. So it's like an NSYNC type situation. <laughs> Slash, he's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> he's Justin Timberlake. Cool. Uh, anyway, okay. back to the song. Yeah, I have never heard this song sung in church. Um, hmm. I think it has been sung in churches a lot because obviously it's quite popular. I don't know where else it would become popular if not in church. I on Shine hear... FM. On Shine FM, yes. Shine so... FM is a Christian radio station. Yeah, in, in Alberta. Yeah. Do you listen to Shine? Um, From time to time. Sometimes, okay, I'm going to be honest. It's my default radio station, but that's only when my Bluetooth to my phone isn't connected. So <laughs> <laughs> I, it's honestly kind of like if all else fails type mm-hmm. situation which i'm not proud of but in my defense shine fm doesn't have very good music <laughs> all the time in fact i was <laughs> i would even <laughs> border borderline it's quite bad some of the time yikes well they definitely have more pop music so it's not just worship music yeah it's, it's like not. who who's there matthew west yeah, There's Toby Mac, Toby Mac, Ugh. Mandisa, big throwback. Mandisa, anyone, yeah. if any viewers, if any listeners know or remember Mandisa, <laughs> please drop it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, the blessing is a song. I don't, I don't really know what to it say is. about it. I think it's very simple, and I think here's what I think. I think that this song is really long for a song that doesn't really say words. much oh my goodness take like, the words right out of my mouth there like it's just you sing for so long and you keep repeating these these verses and these words and yet like yeah what's this, there this song is not saying anything like like what we were talking about before with with some of the other songs like they have words mm. and they have a lot of them and they're like good words at least you know yeah but these ones are just kind of like like what's going on what's the point 
<laughs> what is the point? I would actually 100% agree with that. I think my biggest problem with this song and also why I would never choose to lead it is because there's no substance mm-hmm. at all. And I think something that I will sometimes think about before choosing a song or leading it, like a tried and true worship song, if you take away the theatrics, if you take away the build, like the vocals, you know, the band, like all that stuff, will it still be good you know like will mm-hmm. it facilitate an environment where people are able to come to god and be in like a place of worship in spirit and in truth and i just feel like this song is all build and no substance yes yes <laughs> it is a beautiful song to listen to it's beautiful i yeah. will give you that but it's just like i find it really interesting that the words that he they um repeat is he is for you like a billion times yeah he is for you and on the subject of churches these big worship groups being problematic i think that's mm -hmm. a particularly problematic line so they're playing into this problematic this problem they're playing they're feeding into this stereotype yeah (laughs) this song is literally what people are not really liking about these churches they're so like god is with you he's always with you which you know all this is true but it's just kind of like there's no yeah there's no conviction anywhere in this song like what are we even singing yeah I think the idea of the writers was to well because it was I think it was came out during the peak of the pandemic or maybe near the beginning of it Mm -hmm. don't quote me on this but I think the idea of the writers was to sing like a blessing you know Mm -hmm. over God's people during this time that is trying and I think for a lot of people, it can be a great source of encouragement. And I think that that's great. Um, There is nothing really inherently wrong with that, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Also, I had looked it up and it, do you know who else was on the songwriting team? Stephen Furtick. Do you know him? I do know him. Yeah. And it says Carrie Job and Cody Carnes wrote it with him, which I feel like this is classic Cody. (laughs) Classic Cody. The first song I heard by him is I think it's called No One Else. Okay. Do you know that song? No, I don't. Okay, but it's also just like very, it's about two words in the entire <laughs> song. It's not two words, it's like one sentence and they just sing it over and over again. Um, And, you know, sometimes I struggle with songs like this because even if it's not, subst- if there's not a lot of substance, if the lyrics are repetitive and they're very simple, it is easy for people to follow along, mm-hmm. do you think? Yes, I totally think that as well. I think people kind of roast contemporary Christian music a lot because it is repetitive. And there are a lot of repetitive songs, but it's just like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with meditating on one line. You know, I think that's a really important part of of worship Mm -hmm. is just thinking about these words in specific. Like we do it with scripture as well. You take one verse and you think about it for like a month, you know, like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a normal part of like Christian living is is meditating upon the word of God and I think like people kind of devalue contemporary Christian music it's like oh it's so commercialized you know people just write whatever and there's no meaning to it it's like low-key blasphemous or it's just like sunshine and rainbows worships mm-hmm. there is no condemnation there's no conviction and I think people have a problem with that but I think if a line is good and if it's theologically accurate and is not gonna lead anyone astray mm-hmm. for the most part like if it's repeated again and again I don't think that's a sign of poor musicality I think yeah that's a good characteristic of worship to have because yeah in the congregation like 
you want to be like looking at these specific lines and singing them over and over and they and that's how you really internalize like what it means so yeah Mm -hmm. I would agree sorry and yeah I think the song I mentioned by Cody Carnes it's called nothing else I think I biffed the name the first time but I think it's exactly like that it's like very meditative and it really draws people in through the lyrics Mm -hmm. and causes them to really um focus and kind of look look within on their relationship with God which I think is good yeah for sure so we're not saying that just because a song is repetitive it's bad because it's not bad um and I think when you're doing congregational worship songs should be repetitive Mm -hmm. um if you're just listening to music yourself I guess it can get kind of boring but also you should consider just doing some meditation with a song don't always try to like listen to a song like you are a song critic I mean, we are given our opinions here, but sometimes it's not time to give your opinion. Sometimes it's just time to listen and mm, think about what the true. words mean in terms of faith, in terms of Jesus. And and these are good practices and disciplines for Christians to do. You shouldn't just like immediately criticize everything you see. There's a lot of, you know, just thinking mm-hmm. about things and reflecting about things yeah. that we should be doing. A hundred percent. Cool. Yeah, so the top song of this year is Waymaker, popularized by Leland. Waymaker. Waymaker. Yes. So Leland is a rock band, which is really interesting because I don't think they have many hits that make it to the stage of the sanctuary. Um, They've been around quite a long time. I remember seeing them in concert a while ago they're definitely more edgy not like edgy but just like the songs that they write and the um the style that they have is less hill song you know yeah probably it's it's harder to be seen like from you know play, like played on a worship a stage of worship right mm-hmm. because they're less known and maybe harder to sing along to yes and I'm not sure if they did write this song because I know they're not the only ones who sing. Maybe they just popularized it. I thought I heard uh, someone, Chris Tomlin, maybe Chris Tomlin, Michael, Michael w. w. Smith. Smith. Yeah, I sang yeah, the Michael, Michael w. w. Smith version, and it's quite different than the Leland version. Um, actually, a Isn't lot of Michael the... W. Smith like old. Yeah, How he old is, is old. He? Like he's 50? old, but he's still going hard. Like he's still staying relevant. Still alive and kicking. Yeah, and I think he has good songs. He does. Oh, but he I also looks think... really old. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> very characteristic of the church to like not let anyone die, you know, because I think churches don't age very easily. Like they come into the modern era like kicking and screaming. Okay. And they only like will like update stuff if they're forced to. For example, COVID churches were forced <laughs> to update a lot of things that they never would have done before. Um, by now are realizing hey this is actually kind of good but michael w smith is like one of those things like he's been going for one so of those long things. he's a person <laughs> he's a person <laughs> but he's like he's just one of those like church traditions that the church will like never let him die yeah like, as long as he keeps producing music if, all the old people are still gonna listen he, he dies all the boomers die with him just kidding exactly. if there if there are any boomers Okay, actually, no, I shouldn't even be addressing our listeners as boomers. Forget I said that. Cut that out if you can. 
let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, so I looked it up and turns out Waymaker is written by a Nigerian gospel singer named Sinach. Sinak? Sinak? Okay. That sounds Jewish. Ooh. Sinach? I don't know. Um, is it um, a guy or a girl? Say. Oh, I think it's a girl. I think it's it's a lady. And she gets no credit for it? Yeah, it was popularized that by Leland. That is just wrong. So it was released as a single in 2015. Um, but it has been covered by a number of Christian music artists. This is from Wikipedia, so not citing my sources. So take um, it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, covered by a number of Christian music artists in 2019 to 2020. So that timeline seems about accurate. Um and a lot of people have sung it. So Michael W. Smith, Mandisa, as you were talking about before. Mandisa song Waymaker? I guess. <laughs> I have never heard that, and I probably don't want to. I guess now we're going to You know what? She listen. has a really powerful voice. The thing is, though, I just associate with her, her with, like, pop songs. You yeah, know? like You're an Overcomer. Yeah. <laughs> Was that? Okay. Did you ever have um, your morning alarm set as Good Morning? No. By Mandisa? Okay, I did. And I'm <laughs> that's something that I'm not ashamed of. <laughs> I didn't listen to much of her music. I just know you're an overcomer because they constantly played it on Shine. Oh yeah. And also they used to play like Brit Nicole a lot. Mm, and Brit I just Nicole. associate that era of my life with those two artists. Okay, but Brit Nicole wrote some bops. Like Yeah, she sure did. Like uh what's that song? Gold. Brit Gold. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how it You know, goes Leland anymore. has a song called Gold, too. Oh, great. I just looked it, it up. Is it better than Brittany Cole's Gold? I'm not sure. I've never listened I to it. Maybe it's the same it. one. <laughs> but Gold by Brittany Cole was good. Like, it was very bubblegum yeah. pop. She says, like, oh, 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 a bunch of times. I mean, even in the secular world, I think one time I was an American Eagle. And yes. It. It's one of those songs. Her, these, like, Lord chick Diggle. songs. These chick songs, you know. Lauren Daigle. Yeah. Lauren Daigle, I wouldn't call that chick music. Brittany Cole for sure is chick music. Francesca Battistelli, like, mm. all over secular radio, in the mall and everything. Really? Yeah. I never heard her play in the mall. Uh, Yeah, Francesca Battistelli, Write Your Story. I heard oh. it in the mall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which mall? <laughs> Southgate Mall in Edmonton. Classic Southgate. Yeah, I heard it and I was like, this is weird. But yeah, people like Brent Nicole, Francesca Battistelli. I think Francesca had some more serious-ish music that was like less chick music-y. But I think mm-hmm. she's very highly known for Write Your Story, which is very like bubblegum pop as well. Yeah. That reminds me of Unwritten by Natasha <laughs> Bedfield. <laughs> oh my gosh, same such story, a good song. Same vibe. Yeah. Such a good song. I love Unwritten. <laughs> Arguably, Francesca Battistelli is the Natasha Bedingfield of the Christian world. <laughs> she kind of is. She she gives off like vibes of like certain secular artists, like um, Sarah Bareilles, like Ingrid Michaelson. Yes. Yeah, she resembles them a lot. But she, yeah, she does sing like a lot of Christian music. I mean, all Christian music, but it's a little bit more like personal stuff. So mm. we'll talk about self esteem a lot and. That's why I think it is more chick music because those are like themes that are very popular, like for girls. But yeah, she does a good job. I don't know if she's still um relevant. Relevant. I haven't heard from her. I remember she wrote the breakup song, which was good. Yeah, I remember that you was telling good. me about that. Oh yeah, that one's a good one. I I think 
it's really cool and inspiring though how she ties in her emotions and like how you had mentioned it was very personal Mm -hmm. i really like that i feel like it makes her music a lot more relatable and it kind of draws people in in a way that um, a lot of worship music doesn't yes it it totally does and i think it's christian music and a lot of the time it's more subtly christian with just like christian themes of like morality acceptance and all that but she does have some distinctly christian songs as well so the breakup song is about her breaking up with fear essentially and it's not it's not a distinctly christmas i mean christian song because she doesn't mention god specifically and i think that's another um popular criticism for um these popular ccm songs that they don't mention god by name yeah but i mean if it's not written for a corporate worship setting i I don't think that people should be placing their expectations on music like that yes in a way yeah so i think another thing is they do they there are worship songs that also don't mention god they address god and it's like really clearly god but they just don't say the name of god mm-hmm. but then it can be confusing for some people it can be i mean as we saw with lauren daigle yeah <laughs> lauren daigle <laughs> which is a whole other thing um we can maybe come back to that after we <laughs> talk about a way maker <laughs> which yes. we got how a little bit we off topic even, we got very off track yeah <laughs> don't even know how we got to francesca Battistelli. but yeah anyway um credits to this lady sinach sinach it sounds hebrew i don't actually know what it is um for writing this song nigerian right yeah she's nigerian i don't know if that's her real name though it looks like a stage name stage name and it, it looks like it's a hebrew name she wrote this song a long time ago and Listen to the original if you have the chance, because I'm sure it's very good. We haven't heard it, but we will. We will listen Did to it. Did we even comment on what our thoughts on it were? No. Uh, we'll That's do that okay. now. We don't so, have to. The Leland version. <laughs> the Leland version is different than some other versions, but this is the one that it's sung most popularly in church. So, yes. What do you Correct. think? Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I. Okay, so f- I have to say that when when i first heard it for the first few times i quite liked it i thought it was very powerful it okay the other thing with worship is that i'm just i have recently actually realized this and it's something that i've discovered not too long ago but just a lot of times i used to listen to music for this certain high you know or like Mm -hmm. this sense of being like close to god and feeling connected to him this like spiritual and emotional high i realized sometimes that can be a form of gluttony so but at the beginning that song did it for me like it it gave me my fix of whatever it was I was craving you know whether closeness to God or like or that kind of emotional high that made me feel good and and then it got so overplayed Mm. that that I didn't necessarily feel that way anymore so I don't I don't want to say that I dislike this song just because it doesn't do as much emotionally for me as it used to um and i don't really want to bring any types of like personal bias into that judgment of that i think it's honestly like pretty solid there's nothing really i can find wrong with it other than the fact that the ma- the major thing that people don't like about it is that it's like so overplayed yes 
I think that's the case with a lot of worship songs. There are certain songs that are just played into oblivion that it's like people will drop those songs after they're done and we will never see them again because they were just played way too much. Like it was out of control. Certain other songs, they have their time. So oftentimes like the most popular worship song of the year, they have their time. We take a short break, but then in the end, we'll come back to it because it's it's a good song just in itself, you know, like, for example, Matt Redman's 10,000 Reasons. That was definitely overplayed, but I still hear it played now and again, and, yeah, I, and still I still think it's a good true. song. Yeah. yeah. Um, some other songs like uh, Holy Spirit and Good Good Father. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. These are all songs that were played a lot. Holy Spirit is actually done by Francesca Battistelli, which yes, I think is I remember that. very cool. Female um, artist making it to the stage. That's super awesome. And Good Good Father is Chris Tomlin? I believe, yes. Chris Tomlin's another one of those worship people who they will just never let him die. But yeah, these are all songs that were quite popular at one point and then um, they're still being sung occasionally, obviously not as much, so not like every week, but we'll see if Waymaker goes the way of the dinosaurs or if it continues to be sung, because I think people genuinely do really like it. I don't know if older people really like it. Really? Well, I'm not really sure. I guess if I were to make a prediction, I feel like it's just one that would kind of fade away. Yeah, maybe. I think I haven't heard it that much, so I've heard it, but I haven't heard it a lot and I think it is because I've been a little bit irregular in attending church this last little while yeah um but I don't know I just it hasn't been overplayed for me so I'm not like even like super familiar with it okay yeah yeah the thing with this song is though is that it's not not true Mm -hmm. right it's not not true it's true but I think at least the qualms that I've heard from the people who have a problem with it is that it's not the complete truth it yeah. only depicts like one aspect of God's character. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. And there's not really a gospel in there. I mean, it's a gospel, but it's not the gospel, you know. But it, do, it, like, is that something you think is important? Mm, I think that it's like almost there. Like the themes of it, like Waymaker, <laughs> it's, it's like getting there. there. There's like little bits of it there, like light in the darkness, that kind of stuff. There's just, like, no sense of redemption, you know? And I think that's really important that Mm, we are redeemed. It's just kind of... And, again, there's, like, bits of it, like, mending every heart, etc. But I just think, like, it's so vague. It's a feel-good song. It's a feel-good song. And it's just so vague. And there's a lot of buzzwords. And it's just, like, you know, classic CCM, you know? Classic CCM. (laughs) That was my second most listened to genre this year. Great. Thanks, Spotify. <laughs> I honestly don't listen to much. I think I should listen to more. And maybe it is because I'm not doing worship right now that I'm just kind of like, whatever, I don't need to learn new songs. And I'm not mm. really, I mean, I'm going to church, but like I'm kind of uh, iffy about it. So I'm not like learning that many new songs, but and I'm definitely not yeah. listening to Shine. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who does listen to Shine. I'm sure Even some the fact do. that we're like, going so deep into this is reminding me of like focus on the family <laughs> focus I, like, on the I family. think that's either a blog or a podcast they have <laughs> focus on the family that's a different thing they're an organization aren't they affiliated with shine are they 
I think there's something related to we that. We could be affiliated with Shine. I'm yeah, looking it up. Looking it up. <laughs> Maybe they're like sponsored. Yeah, they might be sponsored. Okay, I don't know. But um, I used to like listen to Shine all the time when I was younger. As a kid, yeah. Yeah, and I know like like my brother, he really likes listening to Shine. Or he would always put it on when we were in the car. I think he just like has a vendetta against like secular music. music. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is is like reasonable. Like a lot of times you turn on like pop music stations and it's just like rave music garbage and like EDM and it's just like intense or like rap or just something like weird and it's like okay then you turn on shine and it's like this happy fun christian music mm-hmm. sometimes you just want that yeah that's fair yeah so we don't really have much to say with about waymaker it is very repetitive still I like that Leland is at the top of the charts um, instead of Hillsong. I think that's pretty cool. Hillsong is like the Disney of CCM. Like, they just have a conglomerate over every song that tops the charts. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. But, again, like, the songs in themselves can be good. And I think that's totally valid. Join us next week to hear the rest of our conversation about CCM only on Unauthorized Opinions.